This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm your host, Will Kistler, and I'm happy to be joined this week by a guest from way back in episode 2. I think he went by Black and Salty back then. Uh, today I'm just going to call him Brian. He's here to tell a story about some unaccounted for contraband and the best summer ever. Please enjoy. All right, and I'm happy to be joined once again by my buddy Brian, or I believe his alias uh, last time was... Uh... Victor McBlack and Salty. Yes. Mr. Black and Salty, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. And so it's been a while since you've been on the show, so I'm glad to have you. Yeah, it's been been a while. I haven't really had I haven't really heard anything worth telling until this last weekend. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm actually quite glad that you thought of me uh, when you did hear this story over the weekend. Oh, definitely. And I, I know you got in touch saying you had something good, so I'm uh, I'm all ears. Whenever you're ready, jump on in. Sweet. Well, um, like I said, this was uh, last weekend. I was hanging out with. Um, with some friends, and uh, my one friend uh, had a story. He was like, let me tell you about the greatest summer ever. So anytime someone starts out a story like that, you know, your ears have to peak up. Right. Something good's going to happen. Yeah, something good is definitely going to happen. So he starts off, and he's talking about his friend who's kind of a slacker and, like, smokes a lot of weed and lives with, like, two other friends. And uh, so I'm like, okay, how's this going into the greatest summer ever? And he was like, just wait. Um, and, uh, so this friend is, uh, he smokes a lot of weed and he becomes friends with his, his dealer, like really good friends, which just doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Like, I think you should know your dealer, right? but you shouldn't be friends with your dealer. You know, right. it just seems like a bad idea. Like, like maybe you shouldn't be hanging out, you know, your, your dealer is the guy you call if you need drugs, not the guy you call if you want to see a movie, but don't want to do it by yourself. Exactly. Totally. And I guess their like their relationship or whatever progressed to you know they they became friends and he was his dealer and he was his friends so eventually ended it up that this guy you know kind of moved up through the ranks and had like a small like crew of of like you know high school dealer kids that were underneath him okay. um, and the friendship progressed that these kids started dealing off of Andrew's friend's front porch <laughs> also. <laughs> Like, not a good idea. Again, this is something I would not be okay with if it was happening at my house. No, I would not be either. Like, and uh, I, I'm not a big drug user, but uh, you know, dealing. Like, I'm not going to tell someone you know to quit if they're smoking at a party. But if someone is dealing off of my front porch, that's not okay. Exactly. So these kids are kind of in and out of the house, like hanging out on the porch all the time. And it's, but it's, it's weed. Like no one really cared about weed. Right. Um, so one day, uh, or like one summer, uh, the, the dealer says, all right, time to upgrade. We're selling crack now. <laughs> so now, <laughs> wow. So now it went from a couple of college kids swinging by the apartment every, you know, couple of days to, People loitering outside their fence, people sleeping outside their house, cop cars driving by slowly and then taking off really fast. Just not, not a good situation. So this is 
this is like bringing down the neighborhood. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, the the roommates at this point are kind of starting to get a little nervous, as I would suppose would happen. Yeah. Um, so the roommates are like, "You have to stop this. This can't. This can't go on anymore." And the guy's like a notorious procrastinator. Notorious <laughs> procrastinator. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it." He never takes care of it. Right. So one day they're all sitting inside. You know. Uh, cops are driving by, and of course it's like high school kids, so they're like, oh, you know, flipping the bird, fucking you cops, this, that, and the other. Yeah, can't so this arrest. goes on for like, probably like four weeks. Then one day, two cop cars pull up, boom, 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 cherries and berries flying, kids scatter, there's no way they're getting away. Um, luckily, luckily the door was shut and locked. So, the cops arrest all of the kids, Oh, you mean luckily because the kids couldn't run in the house. Exactly. And then the cops wouldn't come in and toss the place. Exactly. So, and uh, the way Andrew describes this was, is awesome. He says, um, so a cop comes to the door, a cop not in uniform, in a suit with his badge around his neck, knocks on the door, <laughs> and is ultra polite. So this isn't just like a beat cop who happened to notice some suspicious activity. No. This is like no, a detective. Exactly. So the cop comes to the door, is ultra, ultra calm and very, very polite, which he said was more disturbing than anything. Knocks on the door and he's like, hey, what's going on? Andrew turns like sweating bullets, just dying, just right, just reeling in his, in his, in his, in his pants. I mean, naturally. He says, uh, he says, um, can we come in? And his friend does this. He's like, do you have a warrant? <laughs> so <laughs> not looks around. He's not like, asking in an authoritative way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the guy looks around. He's like, "No, we'll be back in an hour." Oh <laughs> he shit! Enters off of his off of his porch, gets in his car, and drives away. Andrew then gets a frantic call from his friend. Says, "We need you to be over here right now." So they ransack the house and find a kilo of weed under somebody's bed. That 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 seems like enough to get in serious trouble for. Exactly. Again, I'm I had most of my knowledge comes from watching TV and movies, but kilo seems like a lot. It's like what two and a half that's pounds? It's a, a brick. Yeah. So they find this kilo. So Andrew comes over. They find this kilo. Andrew gets a frantic call. He comes over. Uh, he says, um, his friend is like, put this in a nondescript bag and leave. I'm just like, okay, puts it in the bag, leaves. Um, at this point, Andrew says, and thus begins the greatest summer of my life. (laughs) I believe I can see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, we made space pizza, space pesto, magical, any kind of baked good you can believe we had weed for breakfast wow so they so they never got it back from him they never got it back they were like we're taking this wow that's uh i mean good for him that's a lot of a lot of pot just to have around a lot of pot wow yeah i could see where he would have the best summer ever (laughs) that reminds me i actually know a guy who had a uh a similar experience but it led to the least productive academic career ever. 
See, that's why you have to do these things in the summer when yeah. you have nothing to do. This uh, this kid was a freshman when I was a freshman, and uh, all I knew about him this is, I guess, is secondhand too, because all I knew about him was that he was high all the time. Like I never saw him when he wasn't high, and uh, what I heard was his roommate had been a pot dealer, and then he came to uh, to the school where you and I met, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Decided he didn't want to deal pot anymore. He, he didn't want to get in trouble, didn't want any problems. And, uh, you know, he's just tired of being a drug dealer. Time to get an education. Yeah. And so he, he says to the roommate, who's the guy I knew, you know, there's five pounds of weed in the fridge. Help yourself. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, we, we actually were both in the band. He played trombone. And uh, I would see him smoking up in a corner before practice. And someone asked him if that interfered. He's like, no, nah, man, I need this because then time slows down and I can move my slide faster. <laughs> and then about six months later, his parents realized they were wasting their money and pulled him out of school. Oh, we does not give you superpowers. No, no, it sure doesn't. But, uh, well, I'm glad it worked out well for your friend. I mean, yeah, yeah. from the setup, that's the uh, that's a happy ending. That is a happy ending. Got all kinds of free drugs. Didn't go to jail. Yeah, not going to jail is good. Well, thanks for sharing that. That was <laughs> a good story. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks yeah. for uh, having me on again. I will I'll be sure and spread it around. Listener feedback time now. Thanks to Diva Dog for leaving comments about several stories. She must have been checking up this week. The most recent was about last week's episode. She says, I'm with you, Will. Hopefully the couple was just trying to make the guy feel bad and didn't actually put the dogs down. Seems you'd at least need a vet's word that the dogs were sick before you could put them down. Diva Dog, I'd really like to hope so. But who knows? People have done stranger and meaner things. That does it for this week's episode. Thanks to Brian for sharing that story, and thanks to Diva Dog for leaving comments on the blog. If you'd like to leave comments on the blog, head on over to secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can find subscription links either through RSS or through iTunes. Or links to our Musician Gummery or the license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash secondhandstorytime. If you'd like updates through Twitter, head to twitter.com slash secondhandstory. To get in touch with me, either with a story idea, longer feedback, or something you just don't want to post out in the open, write to will at secondhandstorytime.com. That does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll have another one next Thursday.